You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. minimalism here lately and creating minimalist spaces and kind of my minimalist journey. But I think that it's always important that we bring things back to combining the living with less with a holistic supportive aspect. I mean, if you've been here long, I say my whole spiel at the beginning of every video that I talk about holistic clutter-free spaces. There's a reason for that. I think that being overly focused on just less, less, less can leave you with something lacking. And that's never what the goal is. The goal isn't to have empty, barren, lacking spaces, right? We want to have spaces that are supportive to us. And the process of moving toward living with less is a part of that supportive home space system. So today I want to share how you can create supportive minimalist spaces inside of your home. It really all comes down to creating a space that is functional for you, right? But there's not just one type of functionality. I think a lot of times we focus in on just one type of functionality, like items functionality, like can I get use out of this thing? And really functionality is much broader than that. And keep in mind, everybody's needs are different. So there's never one size fits all. So let's go ahead and dive in. Number one is movement. Our bodies have to move. They have to expel energy. And so I think that movement is one of the kind of no-brainer principles of creating a space that's supportive to you. You don't want to have decor items or furniture that's in the natural flow of traffic or the natural path that you're going to be wanting to take to get from point A to point B or to achieve whatever your functional goal is inside of your space. So planning out your movement inside of each space and even each zone within each each space in your home is really crucial to creating a spot that's going to be supportive to you. So for example, I've shared how in my own living room, I've chosen not to have a coffee table or any large pieces of furniture in the center of the living room. And that's because for me, I like to be able to do my yoga, floor stretches, play with Charlie, you know, like all of that stuff in the center of the floor. And I really like having that open space. I don't want to have to walk around things. We're already working with kind of a small square foot footage here in our condo. And so I like having just a small movable little table instead of having a large coffee table. That works for me having a big empty space in the middle of the floor. Now for somebody else, it might be a core functionality that you do have a coffee table there or that you do have a chair that's easily accessible as soon as you walk into the room. That might be a part of your plan for your space in order to plan for how you move and what type of physical support you need when you're in that space. Movement is one of those core functionality pieces that is at the top of the list, whether you are living in a giant mansion or a tiny house or an RV. In fact, probably the smaller space that you're working with, the more you're going to have to consider how you need to move and what type of physical functionality you need for that space. Number two is community or lack of community. You know, whatever your situation is, do you have a big family? Do you have a lot of pets? Do you have a lot of friends that come over for social events? Or in my case, game nights because we are huge nerds over here and we love strategy board games. We have two teenagers, myself, Matt, 
Charlie, our pup. We have a baby on the way and we have friends that we like to host for game nights. So all of those pieces are considered when we think about the functionality of our spaces, the types of furniture we need, how we want to lay out and position the furniture that we have. So for us, the dining room is really huge when it comes to hanging out or playing games or just like spending time together. We always eat dinner together as a family. So having the space and the cleared dining table that we can all sit at and having a dining table that's large enough that it can also double as a game table is something that's really important to us. When it comes to the living room, I like to have spaces to where we're looking at each other. We have a level of comfort, you know, you're able to lounge a little bit, but you can also sit and chat and everybody's not just facing the TV or facing some off direction. So that's what works for us. Now for you, your community might consist of just yourself, right? Like you might live in a studio apartment in downtown New York and your needs are going to be very different. Your space is going to look very different and the support that you need from each zone in your space is going to be very different than it will for me. Number three is comfort. I think that a big thing with finding the perfect balance of, you know, just holistic and support and feeling good inside of your space is finding that line between functionality and comfort. A lot of people will try to swing one way or another, you know, like I want all the style. I don't care about the comfort as long as it looks good. Or I don't care about style. I just want to be able to sit in my cozy fat lounger. And <laughs> it's like, you know, got materials falling off of it because it's comfortable, right? I personally think that the most supportive space for all of the things that we're going to be talking about today, from functionality to the energy that you gain from your space to the moods that your space can evoke and the confidence, all of these different things is to find a balance between the functionality and the comfort. So between between the movement and the flow of your space and how comfortable and cozy and connected you feel being in the space. So when we're talking about comfort, we're talking about things like texture, things that are going to be supportive for you to sit in. (laughs) So maybe you need to invest a little bit of extra money into something that's going to support your tailbone if you don't have a lot of padding or, you know, something that's going to be a little more orthopedic or ergonomic because you maybe have back pain or have knee pain and building in those comforts is going to be huge to you in your daily life satisfaction. But it could be something as simple as just having a comfortable bed to sleep in that you can really get cozy and feel like, ah, I can just let go of the day. If you're really sleek, then you'll find ways to merge the comfort and style. So maybe having a nice soft throw blanket that really accentuates the room, but also just feels so good whenever you want to hang out on the couch. And again, I know we're talking about minimalist supportive spaces, so it's not all about bringing in more things, but it's more about being intentional about the things that are already there or the things that you do bring in. Number four is creativity. We as humans have a creative part of our brain. So even if you think that you're not a creative or artistic person, you may be a very analytical and scientific person and you're really creative about that, you know? So I think that we all have some sort of creative outlet that we need to be able to express and dig into. It helps for our brain growth, our mental growth, and it just helps to kind of sustain our energy and our happiness. We plan a lot into babies and kids and making sure that they have some mental stimulation and tactile stimulation and ways to be creative. And then we kind of sometimes think that we don't need or deserve that anymore when we become adults. And I don't think that that's true. I think that a beautiful way to go about this and the way that I choose to do it inside of my space is to integrate the creativity into and throughout the space itself. So we don't always have to have like designated zones for everything. Like this is my creativity 
creative spot or my creative closet. It's okay if you do. And if that works out for you, then that's great. But it can also be great just to integrate and disperse all of these things together to where each zone in your home is a little piece of yourself. Number five, plan for your productivity. This is how we grow and how we share things with the world and how we find purpose oftentimes in, you know, connecting to the things that we want to invest our mental energy into. So there are so many different things that we can be productive about or with. You can be productive around your home. You can be productive in your job. You can be productive in your schoolwork and just continued growth and learning. But it is important that we feel like we're accomplishing something sometimes because that's just how our brains are made. This is the left side of our brain. So again, this is going to look different depending on what types of productivity you're investing yourself into. For me, it usually is work related. And so I have little pop-up offices throughout my house. We have one in the bedroom, we have one right behind me, and I used to have one down in the garage. So anywhere where I feel like I can bring in a different bit of inspiration, or maybe the light is hitting differently in this area, and so I just feel more inspired working in that area. For me, that works, being able to have a variety of zones to choose from, that I have natural lighting. I love working next to windows. I find it really hard to work in cavernous types of spaces. It makes me want to veg out or take a nap, and it just makes me feel kind of gloomy. For me, planning my productive spaces means having blank space. It doesn't mean bringing in more office supplies like it might mean for you or for some other people. So when you're planning for your productive spaces, you need to think what area do you work the best and what types of work are you going to be doing? So if you're a stay-at-home mom and your productivity is more moving around and helping out with the kids and maintaining the household and running errands, then your stations for productivity are going to look very different from mine where I need to just sit in front of a laptop. Number six is clarity. Plan for clarity in your space. This is something that you've probably never even thought of before. I imagine of all the things that I've mentioned, this is probably the one that would for sure fall off the list, but it really is so important because your space is your sanctuary. When you have a rough day or something terrible happens, you usually want to come home and retreat and you know recuperate and all of that. And it's really difficult to do that when you have no clarity inside of your space because maybe it's too chaotic, or maybe it has so much clutter and stuff, or maybe your home is just in general swarming with things that are stressful to you, different stressors. A lot of people, their homes are not supportive, peaceful spaces. They are stressful spaces that they can't wait to leave. And that's the opposite of what we want. We want a space that we can't wait to get back to, not a space that we can't wait to get out of. So trying to plan for how can you reduce these stressors inside of your space? How can you find some blank space or just some calming space to really get clarity and clear your mind. Because everything that we do really boils down to how much mental clarity we have. Being able to just stop and clear your brain of all of the thoughts and all of the stress and the things that we need to do can just change your life. Like it can change the way that you respond to every single situation. It can change the decisions that you make and the directions that you go. So it's really important that your sanctuary has space for that clarity. Even if that's on a balcony or a patio or a porch, you know, like some somewhere outside where you can just bring in some plants and enjoy the breeze. It's important that you have that space for yourself. I do occasionally have people say, why don't you throw in more splashes of color or a red wall or something into your space? But I can tell you that I do intentionally build clarity into every single space in my home because that's something that's at the top of my personal priorities list. Number seven is energy. I feel like this is kind of the yummy one, the one that can feel just really good and 
delicious if you think of it that way, because you're really getting into all five senses of what your space is providing for you. The textures, the colors, the vibes, you know, like how inspiring a space is to you. And yes, a space can be inspiring to where every time you walk into that space, you just feel a little bit delighted to be in there. You know, that's directly impacting your energy. And we draw our energy from our environments. I say that all the time. We draw our energy from our environments and then we go out and we spend it. We spend it in our relationships. We spend it in our schedule. So it's important that you're somehow planning for how you're going to draw that energy and what types of energy are going to be the most beneficial to you. Are you somebody who struggles a lot with anxiety and feeling stressed and worrying all the time? You know, if that's the case, then maybe you're going to want to invest a little more time into planning calmer energy, right? So where your spaces are providing the mood of calmness and relaxation and focus and clarity like we talked about. Whereas maybe you have the opposite problem and you struggle a lot with apathy and laziness and wanting to oversleep, maybe you need that extra boost of inspiration and you can really bake that into your spaces and create spaces that help you to feel vivacious and alive and awake and, you know, a little bit moodier. There are all different kinds of things that you can bake into really any space. You got a box, right? Do what you want with the box. It's going to give you what you need. So you know yourself, you know the types of energy that you need and the types of energy that you naturally bring. And you can kind of workshop that with your space to make it the most supportive space possible. And number eight is connection. And by connection, I mean connection to yourself and the version of yourself that you're wanting to be inside of that space. It may be that you're already the version of yourself that you feel like is totally optimized and that's who you're trying to be, well, your space then should reflect that. But maybe it's that you're trying to do better, to develop better habits, you know, to be a nicer person. (laughs) You know, there are always different areas for growth that we're working on and you can curate a space that's going to make you feel more confident as being that version of yourself. So, you know, for example, if I'm talking about wanting to exude confidence in my profession and I want to show up as the most put together professional person in my industry, whatever, you know, whatever that is, just an example. I'm going to feel like that version of myself more when I have a clean, streamlined, organized workspace than I am if there are just like sticky notes plastered all over the place and old coffee mugs and wadded up paper. And I don't know where any of the utensils are. You know, that gives you a little less confidence and it makes you feel less put together and less certain that you're able to answer questions when they arise. It's just like dressing the part, right? They say dress the part, dress for success because you just automatically feel a little bit perkier and a little bit more put together and a little more confident as whatever version of yourself you're presenting as just by the way you dress. And your space is the same way. Dress your space for the version of yourself that you need to be when you're in that space. There's really no space that you can't use this in from your bedroom to your office to your dining room to your nursery. 